0: Welcome back to Molecule to Market, where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector. I hope you are well, hope you are healthy and enjoying the slightly cooler weather wherever you are in the world. So today's episode is another event special. So I've recently returned from CPHI Uh, 2022 in Frankfurt, uh, which as always was absolutely huge and really exciting. I think it might have been my 15th or 16th CPHI uh, since my first one in 2005. So really exciting to be back at the show in person after missing it for a few years. Uh, Great great atmosphere, great vibe, very busy and just great to reconnect with many familiar faces and meet lots of new people as well. Um, So today's episode is a a bit of a, a a kind of event special where we talk about trends and challenges and opportunities in the space from a host of different guests that I had the pleasure of meeting with at the show at the Messe in Frankfurt. So the people that I interviewed and that are featured in today's episode include Gronya Hughes who's Vice President of Business Support Operations at Almac, uh, Christine First who is Senior Director, Key Account Manager for Europe at Veta Pharma, uh, Guido Walrath who is Corporate Development Uh, business development director at Ardena, Jenny Guattari, who's CDMO business development lead for North America at, at Pfizer Center One, and Brittany Hayes, who is director of global highly potent and oncology platform at Corden Pharma. So each of the guests, I ask similar questions just to get a feel for what's going on in the companies, what their experience at CPHI was like, and what they expect to see in the year ahead. As always, thanks so much, for listening um we get good feedback off these little mini bite size episodes so if you want us to do more of these next year please let us know um and if you'd be so kind just to give us a little five star rating and maybe share today's episode uh with a colleague and thanks also to all of our guests for giving me some time at the event to actually just do these mini podcasts and the sound is never as good on these podcasts so apologies if it's a bit crackly in your ears that's just the buzz of the show thanks always to my team tony hannah roxana and Gemma, who helped me pull the molecule to market podcast together uh, beyond that um have a good day enjoy today's show and i will hopefully speak to you very soon thanks bye hey so tell us who you are and
1: what you do i'm i'm Gator, Gator walroth i'm uh, the corporate business development director at adena And I'm basically taking care of expanding the companies into new regions and uh, to find new customers, Uh, probably also new market segments. So that is what I'm basically doing at Adena.
0: And if our listeners have never heard of Adena, have not come across you before, give us a little bit of a flavor for
1: what you guys do in the size of the operation. Yeah, we are the ideal partner for a emerging biotech company. Uh, 70% of our revenue we realize with emerging biotech. So what we do for them is we bring their novel molecules into the early phase uh, clinical trials. We do that end to end. So we take care of the substance, we take care of the drug product, we do all the analytical modeling, we take care of clinical supply and logistics. By the way, all the bioanalytical work that needs to be done afterwards, we do as well and we write the dossier and support the customer when filing the IND or IMPD.
0: Well hi, tell us who you are and what you do.
2: So, um, my name's Grainne Hughes and I'm the Vice President of Business Support Operations with the ALMAC Group. Um, I specifically work in the ALMAC Pharma Services Business Unit, so we look after our clients and their products right from product development and through then to commercial supply, um, both manufacturing capability and packaging capability.
0: And if our listeners have no idea who Almac are, which is very unlikely, give us a bit of an overview of the scale and size of the operations at Almac.
2: Yeah, so the Amac group are over 50 years old, at this stage have been in existence for over 50 years, so at this stage we like to think that we have a lot of experience um, behind us in this sector. The group essentially is, um, I I suppose, a potential partner for clients' products through their life cycle, right from discovery, through API development, through pharmaceutical um, development, then uh, through clinical supply, the technology to support your clinical supply and then ultimately through to commercial manufacturers. So our clients are clients who will come to us for the entire suite of offering, Mm -hmm. right from um, start of the the life cycle right through to the end. Um, And in other cases, we will then work in specific areas with some clients relative to their outsourcing strategy. Um, So we, we really work across that entire
3: space.
0: Hi there, tell us who you are and what you do.
3: Uh, my name is Brittany Hayes, I'm the Global Platform Director for Highly Potent Oncology at Corden Pharma, where we focus, we have five technology platforms, um, we focus on uh, highly potent and toxic API manufacturing and drug, uh, drug product manufacturing.
0: We've been fortunate enough to have Corden on the podcast a few times, but if some of our listeners don't know anything about Corden, just give us a feel for the scale and size of the organization.
3: Uh, We have approximately 2,500 employees uh, globally, um, 11 GMP manufacturing sites and one uh, non-GMP manufacturing site. Um, We are a western contract manufacturing organization um, with most of our uh, facilities in Europe and then two in Boulder, Colorado. We focus on five technology platforms, highly potent oncology as I mentioned, peptides, lipids and carbohydrates, small
4: molecules and injectables.
0: Hi there, tell us who you are and what you do.
4: Hi Raman, and uh, hello everyone. My name is Christine 1st I'm Key Account Management responsible for Europe. Um, I'm in that function for many years. I'm very long with weather and have seen the evolution of weather, which has seen double-digit growth basically in the last decade. And uh, we are right now a company with around 6,000 employees and roughly 900 million euros revenues uh, uh, in a year and uh, further evolving, having quite some investment programs ahead of us and serving as a CDMO, the biotech and pharmaceutical industry.
0: So tell us who
5: you are and what you do.
4: I'm Jenny Guattari, I'm the Business
5: Development Lead for North America for Pfizer Center One. We've been fortunate to have Pfizer Center One
0: twice on the podcast before, but for any of our listeners that don't know anything about Pfizer Center One, tell us a bit about you guys.
5: So Pfizer Center One is in the business of making more medicines for patients. So we're embedded within Pfizer. We use Pfizer's manufacturing facilities, Pfizer's scientists to bring more medicines to patients in the quest to find new breakthroughs that change patients' lives.
0: Guido. It is the end of the second day at CPHI. There is a lot of noise around us because all the drinks events are happening. How have you found the show? Is it back to normal? Is it back to pre-COVID levels? How are you feeling about
1: it? I would say it's... um and uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, people want to meet, people want to talk, people are happy to meet again in such an environment. And, and from a business uh, perspective, there are a lot of early phase projects around. So there's a lot of work to do, a lot of new molecules at the horizon, also small molecules, and it's, it's very exciting. The discussions have been solid, they have been meaningful, and, and also some have, you know, have a very concrete uh, business perspective moving forward.
0: We're back here at CPHI. Yes. Um, it's been a, a few years for myself. Um, How's the show been for you so far? It nice being back out and about? You've got a beautiful booth here as well.
2: Yes, very proud of our booth. Um, very sustainable booth, as you yeah, can see. Yeah. So a very key topic for a lot of our, our, of our clients, um, to be honest, at this stage. So we are very conscious about that and, and the, the marketing and the messaging around that as well. Um, but yeah, great to be back. Um, obviously, 2019 was the last time that we were here. Um, and this year certainly has more of a as was feel about it. Um, the show is always a great um, opportunity for us, I suppose from a prospecting point of view, but also an opportunity to meet with our, our clients um, in the one space, uh, a number, you know, a best use of everybody's time, I suppose. Um, so a lot of meetings lined up um, and, and, you know, discussing both opportunities, current supply, um, profiles and so on so yeah very exciting to be back at the show
0: great we're back at cphi we're on the final day still sounds quite busy behind us so how's the show been for you so far it's
3: actually been a great great show i mean compared to last year which was a little like the first outing for most people <laughs> this has been like it's like back to normal again yeah, yeah very good and
0: tell us what exciting things on the horizon at Corden or within your kind of area of expertise in your platform?
3: Okay. Uh, well, Corden is expanding rapidly. We have a, a global CapEx plan of 200 million, um, adding new capabilities, adding capacities, potential acquisitions of sites. In, in the Hypoten area, we are expanding into um, being able to service customers that have highly insoluble APIs by, by using different technologies to increase the bioavailabil- bioavailability. Excuse me. Uh, hot melt extrusion spray drying micronization and nano milling um and we also are um we have an installation going in to kind of give us additional capacity at our plank set germany site for oral solid dose um for a larger scale kind of a gap between our smaller units and the larger commercial units
0: thank you christine so we're back at cphi we're in the second day it is very busy
5: it is very busy
4: absolutely and actually it has been busy already yesterday on the first day uh, very uh, much traffic on the booths but very many many pre-arranged meetings with our major customers Uh, that's a great opportunity to meet uh, and and basically review and discuss important uh, topics
0: Jenny we're at CPHI there's a a lot of buzz behind our, our heads in the outside the meeting room How's the show been? It's the middle of the second day. Has it been a, a busy show, a successful one so far?
5: So the show is super busy. The booth is super crowded. We have live plants in our booth, which, and a selfie station. So people have enjoyed coming into the booth, experiencing the booth. Today we're super excited because it's a really busy day. And we are hosting an event this evening that we expect even more people, more booth traffic.
0: And I was fortunate enough to experience the virtual reality accessory you have on your booth, which was genuinely amazing. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
5: Yeah, so uh, we haven't seen it in any of the booths here on the show floor, and it allows our customers to experience the booth virtually. And longer term, we imagine that customers could go in our manufacturing facilities from the comfort of their office or their home, being able to see their product being manufactured, so they are experiencing here at CPHI a little bit of our virtual reality.
0: Guido, tell us what exciting things are happening at Audena at the minute.
1: Oh yeah, we are we are spending uh, thirty-five million euros in uh, capacity, capacity expansion. We do that across the platform in in multiple countries. This is uh, this is very exciting because. Uh, There's a much needed capacity expansion and um, we'll also extend our offer, complete our offer in fields like the septic fill and finishing. Um, Customers have asked us many times, uh, please go there and support us there, that is what we do and uh, we are actually filling the order book while we are here.
0: There's a screen uh, behind your head and I'm I'm kind of glancing at all the various capabilities and technologies that you guys offer. What exciting things are on the horizon at the minute that you can share that's happening or going to happen at Almac?
2: Yeah, so from from an Almac Pharma Services um, perspective, we have a lot on our development um, plans at the minute. We always kept ourselves busy, but at the minute it, it, it feels particularly um, particularly busy over the next um, while and always in response to what we see obviously as, the, our, as our client demands and as market demands and so on. So an, a number um, of, of very significant developments for us. Solid oral dose and from a manufacturing point of view is our um, area of expertise and our, our focus area. So it will be to support our clients through that. Through a a very varying scales, um, high potent capability, and containment and um, potency, high containment, any of the add on or specialist services, I suppose, that our clients would need in in terms of their manufacturing requirements going forward. So, that's a very significant um, addition for us and one we're very excited about. Um, But as well as that, and I suppose if that's the manufacturing side around the packaging side as well we are definitely seeing a very changing profile in, in terms of client requirements in this area probably led very much by specialist medicines um, personalized medicines and so on so in the last number of years we um, have have built a number of really key relationships and developments essentially with clients and uh, particularly in the gene therapy space mm-hmm. um, So we are the first EU CDMO who um, has supported the launch of a gene therapy product, so one we're very excited about. Um, But really, the the requirements of that product relative to what we would have been packaging and distributing over the last number of years is very different, you're you're dealing with single client, um, single patient packs, um, packs built specifically for patients. Um, turnaround uh, within 48 hours especially shipping and so just a very different profile so for us it, it was very much about meeting those clients understanding their need building the solution that they needed so this was something very new for them that was something very new for us but it was really about that collaboration mm-hmm. um, and building that solution and for us that it's, it's all in that space. It's all under that theme that we would see developments moving forward. So we, for us, it is very much about a tailor-made solution for our clients. Jenny,
0: tell us anything else that's exciting and on the horizon for, for, for Pfizer Center One. What's going on within the organization that you're able to share?
5: So I think at Pfizer Center One, we're super excited about the customers that are coming forward. So based on our experience with the vaccine, They're familiar with the Pfizer name, uh, familiar with the Pfizer brand, in that we mean quality and we can handle complexity. And they're looking for a partner who can help them from the start of an idea to bringing the final medicine to patients. So we're super excited about that.
0: Very good. Christine. What exciting things are on the horizon, not just from a VETA perspective, but are you guys expecting to see?
4: actually what we're all in probably right now is uh, walking out of a COVID crisis not knowing what the next months will will bring us and basically um looking on on what is the political situation as well with the influence to all the supply topics etc big topic for weather right now is to to basically realize the demographic uh, evolution of employees so we have uh, started a lot of programs to retain and to to attract uh, employees uh, to our company and of course uh, topics like digitalization is on everybody's mind and that's where we are also looking forward to uh, find the right solutions together with our partners and the other topic um, is sustainability where we are proud to have been carbon neutral in 2021
0: So i read about some future investments that you guys are making at Veta and obviously we were very um grateful to have peter your managing director on earlier this year as well so what can you tell us about some of the things peter hinted at what things are going to happen at Veta coming up
4: oh ramon thanks for the question that's a huge program i think it's a 1.6 billion program looking forward so there is really Additional lines, uh, four additional pre-sterilized syringe lines, two additional vial and lyo-vial lines, small um, batch line, multi-purpose line. So, and of course, automatic visual inspection, uh, lab buildings. So there is really infrastructural and additional capacity investments ongoing in a big way.
0: Guido, final question. We're heading into the end of the year. It's November already. God knows how that has happened. What do you expect to see from a trends perspective in 2023 and beyond that you're seeing already that or that you think will emerge? Yeah, we,
1: what we see is that small molecule is still a business that is growing. There are still a, a huge number of small molecules in the pipeline. So good for us. Good for the business. Very interesting, albeit that often drugs and rare diseases are really growing. You see a lot of uh, therapeutic indications that are now covered where companies are looking into. And on top of it, uh, and this is our our speciality, nanomedicines. You see really, and and not just in the field of vaccines, uh, this is, we are are post-COVID here, but you see in the field of oncology a lot of nanoparticle-based new medicines, Mm. really interesting stuff. And uh, very happy to see that because we are probably one of those in the world that are capable to develop the process and the analytical model, so pretty exciting.
0: Guido, thank you very much. And final question. Um, We are almost at the end of the year and uh, God knows where the time has gone, but we are heading into 2023. Do you see more? of, I suppose, this slightly more flexible, adaptable way of dealing with clients as opposed to like a one-size-fits-all. Do you see that being very much the trend of the future where smaller batch sizes, et cetera, et cetera?
2: Absolutely. Um, It it is that, uh, and I suppose that's we pride ourselves maybe in in having recognized that and and working with our clients then to be able to provide that solution. Um, But it is, it's very much that, as I said, right from single pack out. Um, and we do also in, in, in Almac handle large scale through products as well but in terms of what we see coming down the path it is definitely that understanding it's specialized medicines gene and cell therapies you know they all come with very different requirements than than the market needed expected you know a number of years ago and so that it's very much about understanding that being aware of that and and as we said working with with clients to to really understand their needs going forward
0: thank you Brittany and final question um, as we kind of head into the end of the year looking at 2023 it's interesting all the technologies you mentioned there seem to be pretty much in the sweet spot of where the market and where the demand is coming from. So if we can talk a little bit about what trends or what demand you expect to see in, in 23 and beyond?
3: Well, uh, the oncology area is quite a big area with lots of different cancer targets and focuses and I think one of the you know the, uh, an important area that's you know it's more becoming more and more is the antibody drug conjugate space, which is basically a monoclonal antibody attached to a warhead with, with, a, with a linker. Um, and currently, you know, Cordon, we manufacture the linker warheads at our Colorado facility. Um, and so we would like to get more back more into the additional pieces of that by attaching it to the monoclonal antibody via bio- bioconjugation and then the, the sterile finish of the final drug product.
0: Brittany, thank you very much. Thank you. Jenny, final question. Um, we are almost at the end of the year and uh, God knows where the time has gone, but we are heading into 2023. What, what do you think is on the horizon from a trends perspective? Anything our listeners should know about uh, new technologies? What's coming from a drug development perspective?
5: So I think as we look to 2023, we'll see a continued increased demand for sterile injectables, custom APIs, solid oral dose. But I think we're also seeing customers ask now more about mRNA and gene therapy.
0: Very good. Well, thank you, Jenny.
5: Thank you. It's been a pleasure again
0: thanks so much for tuning in to molecule to market we hope you enjoyed today's episode you can find more shows on spotify apple podcast or wherever you'd like to listen get in touch with us on our website MoleculeToMarketPod.com, and follow us on linkedin or twitter and we will see you again next week
5: you're listening to molecule to market where we go inside the outsourcing space of the global drug development sector the podcast for professionals working in the pharma and biotech contract services space. Molecule to Market is sponsored and funded by Remarketing, an international content, digital, and design agency that helps companies get noticed, raise profile, and generate leads in life sciences.